Blog Talk Radio. Saturday afternoon, 
and we're delighted to be here in studio again. We would like to thank all of our listeners for listening in to Global Gospel. There's so many of you in the north, the south, the east, and the west. We have people listening in Canada, in Norway, in Germany, uh, so many different listeners in, in the United States, uh, the continental United States. And wherever you are, we just want to remind you that you can always shout us out and let us know that you're listening uh, on social media. We're on Facebook at Global Gospel. We're on Twitter at Global Gospel. We're on Instagram at Global Gospel. And, of course, you can always call us here in the studio at 619-924-0800. Thank God for that uh Selection this afternoon, 99 and a half, Bishop Hezekiah Walker. Uh, it's an old remake of an old song, and it simply says, Lord, I'm running, trying to make 100. 99 and a half won't do. And certainly we should all get in the race and strive for perfection. Uh, so we know that we can never uh, reach perfection. There's other songs that I may never reach perfection, but Lord, I tried, tried to be the best. That I can, and certainly we are trying to be all that we can be in Christ Jesus, because it is in Him that we live and move and have our being. Without God, we would be nothing. Without Him, we would fail. He is the air that we breathe. He's every step that we take. He's He's what we see, and and certainly He is omnipresent. He's everywhere. At the same time, he's all-seeing, he's all-wise, he's all-knowing, he's omniscient, he's omnipresent, he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful. And so who wouldn't serve a God like that? And that's why we want everybody to know that Jesus Christ is the answer today. Whatever is going on in your life, Christ is the answer. You need to know on today that God woke us up in time and not eternity. Somebody laid down last night and they didn't wake up. Somebody woke up this morning, and they're, and they're not here at this minute because life is so, so, so uncertain. That's why we give God glory, honor, and praise every chance we get because it's certainly because of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. So I thank you all for listening in on this afternoon. If you need to contact Global Gospel, I said you can reach, reach us on social media, but if you need to contact us by mail, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331. That is Hempstead, New York, 11550. If you need to email us, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. And also, once again, our website here, where you can find us and all our shows are archived is www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global hyphen gospel. And we certainly are out here trying to get the good news out. For the gospel is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation. And our theme here is we say it every week that the gospel is hid only to them that are lost. So we are reaching out to those that are lost and to those of you that are found. We want you to be encouraged. I'll be back shortly. I uh, feel a little churchy this afternoon. And if you uh, heard of uh, David Daughtry, he's from out in California. The song simply says, God is great. And greatly to be praised. Listen in, let's go to church this Saturday afternoon. God is great and greatly to be praised. Glory, glory to his name. God is great and greatly to be praised. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. God is great and greatly to be praised. Glory, 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 glory to his name.
The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went into the water, and Philip tithed him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture, and it tells about Philip, a follower of Christ, and an Ethiopian eunuch who he obviously had knowledge of the Scriptures, but he had it with no understanding and he had it he did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the famous question is here is water what hindereth me to be baptized and I met a, a young man on this week and I began a conversation with him he didn't speci- specifically subscribe to any type of religion and I said well are you an atheist and he said no I'm not an atheist and then I asked him well you're agnostic no I'm not agnostic he said I just have a lot of questions that cannot be answered and I said to him well that is part of your problem you have too many questions because that's where your faith kicks in if you believe in Christ if you believe in Jesus there are so many things and so many uh, questions that we have unanswered, but certainly your faith it will give you a piece about the things in your life that you just don't understand. And we are living in a day and a time and a generation where everybody wants an answer for something, but there isn't always an answer for everything. And we have to lean and trust on Jesus Christ. And certainly it makes a difference when you have Christ in your life because you can save yourself from a lot of worryation, uh, from worrying. You can save yourself from being angry a lot of, about a lot of things. You can save yourself from lashing out people because of your own frustrations. So it's important to have Christ in our life. And we have so many uh, instrumental uh, tools, uh, social media. We have the Internet. We have so many ways and that we can study more about God's word. And all you have to do is read, read God's word and apply it to, to your life. And certainly that will change. It will make a difference in your life once you re- believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the ABCs of salvation. Accept, believe, and confess. And so many people have trouble accepting God's word and accepting who God is. And it's very simple, very simple. At this time, there's another particular passage of scripture. It uh, comes from Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 through 27. And it tells about um, Joshua how Joshua addresses Israel. He addresses the the nation from his perspective and from what God had given him. Sorry, Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. 
And it reads this way from the Life Application Study Bible, Joshua chapter 24 and 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with faithfulness. Throw away the, the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers, forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And it is certainly high time that we all serve the Lord because why serving the Lord will pay off after wow and you just uh, keep on serving him and trusting him and certainly everything will make sense after a while and by and by at this time we're going to take a break uh, wants you to remind you once again that we are here in studio live you're listening to global gospel if perhaps you missed the first segment you can call us at 619-924-0800 tell your family tell your friends tell your uh, neighbors even tell your enemies to tune in to global gospel tasha cobb leonard says gracefully broken and so many times in life we are broken and sometimes people break us sometimes god breaks us but there's a purpose and plan for everything in our lives. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Just lift your worship right there in this moment. All I have in these hands and multiply, God. All that I am and find my heart on the altar again. Set me on fire. Set me on fire. Come on, say. Decision-making time. 
And we saw that the Ethiopian in Munich had to make a decision. Joshua, Israel, had to make a decision. And there's one more person that I would just like to share with us on this afternoon that had to make a decision. And that is in the person of Gideon. In Genesis, the sixth chapter, in the 34th verse, we will find the scripture reading on this wise. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abiezer was gathered after him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also was gathered after him. And he sent messengers unto Asher, and unto Zebulun, and unto Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. And Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said, Behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor. And if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth besides, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by my hand, and as thou hast said. And it was so, for he rose up early on the morrow, and thrust the fleece together, and wring the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak but this once. Let me prove I praise thee, but this once with the food. Let it now be dry only upon the food, and upon all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the feet only, and there was dew on all the ground. Gideon needed an answer. It was decision-making time. Life presents us with endless questions that many times yield no answer. All of us have questions. We have questions for our family, for our friends, for our neighbors. We have questions for politicians and our religious leaders. We want to know the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, and the how's. Ultimately, we have the same questions for God. And I can't speak about anybody else, but I am not too deep to say that I have never questioned God. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of questions for God. But that does not mean God gives me a lot of answers. And as I spoke to this young boy today uh, on, on this week that I talked about, he, need, he needed and he needs an answer. And hopefully he will, with the, uh, God's grace and his mercy and through revelation and through study of God's word, he will certainly come to an, an answer. Something uh, I found out or discovered, well, it's a TV show, actually, but it, is a, it aired a really long time ago. And I found out uh, that it actually first aired in 1964. On, on many evenings, Americans tune in to this station and they listen to Alex Trebek on the show that we call Jeopardy. The unique thing about Jeopardy is that the contestants are giving a clue which actually serves as the answer. The contestant has to respond in the form of a question. Therefore, Jeopardy, Double Jeopardy, and Final Jeopardy all provide you with the answer. You have to come up with the question. But the Lord would have us to know that while we have some questions, he is still the captain of the ship. He is the host of the show. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And he has already given us the answers. In the Bible, questions have been asked. We find several questions in the Bible. For Ezekiel, God asked Ezekiel a question. Can these bones live again? Ezekiel answered the Lord, Lord God, thou knowest. Well, we can talk about David. At Ziglag, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after the Amalekites and overtake them? And the Lord responded to David, Pursue and recover all. Elisha sent Gehazi to ask the Shunammite woman 
Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she responded, it is well. Nicodemus asked Jesus, can you enter again into your mother's womb? And Jesus responded, you must be born again of the spirit. The psalm writer asked the question, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? And the answer came, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And finally, King Zedekiah asked Jeremiah, is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah responded, there, I, there is a word from the Lord. There are so many questions throughout the Bible. Many of them seem rhetorical. They appear to not have an answer. The answer may be far away or it may not come at all. But know on today that in this day, in this time, in this season, that as God said to Israel, I have surely seen your affliction and I have heard your cry but by reason of your taskmaster, I have come down to deliver you. Deliverance is here for you and I. Know on this Saturday afternoon that the spirit of the living God is with you. Know that the answer to your question is that the devil is already defeated. In our text that I read about Gideon, we are introduced to Gideon. And what can I tell you about Gideon? Gideon was a prophet whose name meant to cut wood or stone. When we first see Gideon, he is a farmer threshing wheat in the wine press. You see, he had to hide the increase of the land because Israel had once again fallen into oppression and degradation. Israel was being terrorized and tortured by Midian for some seven years because once again, Israel like many of us, had turned their hearts from God. So everything they had, cattle and crops, was all ruined and taken away by these Midianites. Those people that were idolaters, those that were immoral, ungodly, unholy, and unjust. If you cannot relate to this, With all that's going on in the world concerning politics and elections, we can always see that our fate could in some ways be sealed by whoever gets in office or whoever is appointed at a time to reign or be in the public view to make decisions and to pass laws and to make laws and to Enforce laws But We can ask the question over and over Who's the best man for the job Who's the best woman for the job Who's best for the nation For the country, for the town, for the state For the city But in some ways it really doesn't matter Who's in any type of Political office Because God is still on the throne Somebody said God is still on the throne And you'll never Uh, Walk alone as God is still in charge Because he is the king of kings And he's the Lord of lords And as Christians and believers We don't trust in horses or chariots Or kings and kingdoms But no matter who ends up in a seat They all make good decisions And bad decisions And some may perhaps may be worse than others But we have to recognize That there is spiritual wickedness In high places And the Bible declares that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. It is our duty to stand against the wiles of the devil and to tear down Satan's kingdom. We want to know what the problem is? Well, simply put, sin is the blame for it all. Midian was oppressing Israel in our text. God raises up this man by the name of Gideon. 
And the angel of the Lord appears unto him under an oak. And it says, listen, you mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. But now this is where Gideon has a question. This is where Gideon has to make a decision. And Gideon says, if you are with us, why then is all this befalling us? Where are all the miracles our fathers told us about? The Lord tells Gideon, go in thy might, and you shall save Israel. And Gideon says, I am the least in my tribe. I am poor with nothing to offer. But how many of you know that God's choice is always the right choice, no matter what state you find yourself in? And he said, although he says, I'm poor with nothing, that's a good place for you. It's a good place for Gideon. It's a good place for me. Because God does not want our ability. He wants our availability. So what is Gideon's first assignment? Gideon's first assignment was to tear down Baal's altar, which is how he got the name Jerubbabel. He does as God asked him. And he tears down Baal's altar. And then the men of the city come looking for him. But they go to his father, Joash. Isn't it something how people can have an issue with you, but they won't come to you about it? They will go to someone else that they think is close to you, as in the case where they went to Gideon's father. But I believe that whoever has an issue with someone, they should be man enough or woman enough to go to the person that they have an issue with. There is something in several states known as castle law. And what castle law says, in essence, is that if a person comes to your house, inside your house, you have the opportunity and legal right to defend yourself. Even it, And it has happened so many times. People have shot people and things like that, and that's because they came inside the house. But this is not an excuse to shoot anyone for the Bible still says thou shalt not kill and we understand that every situation is different but the law is in essence for self-defense against thieves and robbers but on a spiritual note if anybody comes to you with any junk or any garbage you have the right to tell them listen you can dismiss them and say get thee behind me Satan you have the right to say Satan the Lord rebuke you you have the right to plead the blood of Jesus against them because they are on your territory. And every child of God needs to know that when the devil comes on God's property, you need to dismiss him and bind him up. For the Bible declares whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So we can tell the devil to get out of our space. Gideon's father says, if Baal is so bad, let Baal kill Gideon and not you. Gideon now blows his trumpet, and he uh, calls a war, a cry for war, and he gathers his army together. But then after doing all of this and great victories, his faith gets a little shaky, and once again, not only does Gideon need an answer, but he also asks God for a sign, kind of like the disciple that said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He puts out a fleece wool. And he says, Lord, if you're going to give me the victory, when morning comes, let the wool be wet with dew and the ground be dry around it. And we know that what happens in the morning, the fleece produce a bowl full of water. But like you and I, we can be hard-headed sometimes, like Gideon. And we don't believe God the first time he speaks. So I guess Gideon expected God to go back on his word and change his mind. I guess he thought, well, it was a coincidence that the fleece was wet. So he goes back to God again. And he says, listen, God, I need to prove you again. Let the fleece be dry and the ground be wet. And God did it again. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? For all the promises of God and him are yea and amen. God does not change. His before his word fell, heaven and earth would have to pass away. Isaiah put it this way, Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fadeth not 
neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. This is what he did for Gideon, that mighty man of valor. You see, Gideon was living in a time much like today, where in the day of the judges, where every man was doing what was right in his own eyes, but warning to those that are big enough and bad enough to do what you want to do in your own eyes. Because the Bible declares there's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so I want to encourage somebody and let somebody know that, yes, you have some questions, but God has already given us an answer. You want to know why this is happening to me, why that is happening to me, why this is what's going on with my finances, why I can't make ends meet, why there's no peace in my home. Why am I having suicidal thoughts? Uh, why the end doesn't seem near? But know this, if you have a question, God has an answer. No, I know sometimes it feels like the devil has been beating up on us. He's put fear in your heart. He's troubling your mind. He's attacked your household. He's even waged war on the church. And people don't want to come to church and they don't want to go to church. And people don't want to acknowledge God. And we're living in a day and time, perilous times, when people would rather not have an answer. They would rather hit the bottle. They would rather, rather light one up. They would rather hit the street corner. They would rather beat, beg, borrow, and steal. For the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. They would rather turn up than to give God a praise. But I don't know about you, but I found the answer. I learned to pray with faith to guide me. I found the way. The sun is shining for me today. I found the answer. I learned to pray. For God already promised us victory. All we have to do is keep on trusting God. Keep on believing God. Keep on serving God. For we serve a God of victory. He's a victorious God and he is a risen Savior. And it is in him that we live and we move and we have our being. God's word is true. And there's a, and there's a question over in Acts chapter 19 and 2. And it simply says, have you believed, have you received since you believed? And, and, and what it was talking about is have you received the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit? But Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. But I will send to you a comforter. So your, your, your comfort and your God and your peace and your answer may just lie within the Holy Spirit. When we have questions and we need answers about our health, uh, we already know that God gave us an answer concerning those things. Because by his stripes, we are healed. He gave us an answer because he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. You need an answer about going through trials and tribulations, but the answer is that God will be with you in six troubles, and in seven shall no evil come nigh thee. The answer for you and I on today, if, if you make the decision to serve God, the answer is that after I've gone through the fire, I shall come forth as pure gold. I know that, yes, we we're in trouble. We don't have enough money, but the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. That answer is in studying God's word and believing in his word and eating the whole word and applying it to your life because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. You have a question on today about your loved ones, why they just won't do right. But God promised that he would save us. He said, call on me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. He called the strong to bear the infirmity of the weak. He came to call sinners to repentance and to save our households. So knowing today that people with prodigal sons, prodigal daughters, they come home, and we have to believe it and receive it and confess it, that Jesus Christ is the answer for the world today. And, and ultimately, ultimately, the answer, the decision that you make to serve the Lord is for the simple fact that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. And that was the ultimate answer. When he came and walked the earth, bringing glad tidings and healing the sick and raising the dead, the answer came when he hung on an old rugged cross. 
There is certainly an answer today because Christ shed his blood and he died for your sins and mine. He went into a grave, but he rose with all power in his hand with victory over death, hell, and the grave. What is the conclusion of the story of Gideon? God gave Gideon victory with 300 soldiers. He didn't even need as many as he thought he needed. And, and God said to take 300 soldiers that lapped like dogs. They didn't even have to draw their sword because the enemy turned on their own selves. And, it was a, and God gave Gideon the victory. It was shown through Gideon, through that piece of wool that was wet and it was dry. And, and certainly know today that God will do what he said. His word accomplishes what it was set out to do. And know on this afternoon that if you make the right decision, if you decide to make Jesus your choice, certainly you will have victory. For the hymn writer said, oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I know you need to make a decision. And you need to make it now. You don't need to wait till tomorrow. You don't need to wait another minute, a second, or a day. But you need to decide to make Jesus your choice. The song says tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. The whinings tomorrow. Stay tuned. Don't 
meditated on that your tomorrow may not come. And certainly that's why we have to make a decision today because uh, time is very short and we don't have as much time as we think. And so many people are making the wrong decision. Uh, We just want you to just be encouraged on this afternoon to make Jesus your choice. But certainly Jesus Christ is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. We have a few more minutes before 2 o'clock. We'll be here in the studio once again. Our phone number is 619-924-0800. If you desire to call in before we close, call, uh, pray the closing prayer for this afternoon, 619-924-0800. Tasha Cobbs, for your glory. Taking their life, they're t- thinking about taking 
the life of others, God. And God, we want you to know we want that we are standing, interceding on their behalf, God, praying that they, they find strength for the journey, that their heads are lifted up, that they come out of oppression and depression, God. We know that it's possible because you sent your son, Jesus, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And that's why we cast our cares upon you, knowing that you care for us, God. We thank you today, knowing that you're touched by the feeling of our infirmity. We know that we can call on you in the day of trouble. We know that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. So right now, we cast down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of you, God. We pray, God, that you lift heavy burdens and destroy the yoke of bondage by your anointing. We pray that our listeners will prosper and be in health even as their soul should prosper. We bind the enemy on every hand, for he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And you said whatsoever we find on earth shall be bound in heaven. And today, God, we lose your blessings, your favor upon our lives. For you said whatsoever we lease on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And we know that you are a great God. You are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. You said no good thing which you withhold from us if we walk upright. And you said in your word that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And God, we give your word back to you, for it cannot and will not fail. We thank you for sending your son Jesus to die upon the cross. We thank you that we have a right to the tree of life. We thank you, O oh God, for just being God. We thank you for everyone in the north, south, east, and the west, God. We pray a special blessing on those that are affected by the storm and by the rain and by the wind and those that are displaced and those that are, are, are lost their homes, those that lost their family members, those that lost all their possessions. God, be their strength and let them know that they can lean on you and that you'll be with them every step of the way. We thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Global Gospel. I am your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Thank you. Continue to listen in next week from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Let us listen as we close Reverend Al Green, knowing that on this weekend or next week or wherever we go, whatever we run into, the Lord will make a way somehow. God bless you and good afternoon.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.